Dude, I've been getting bigger, by the way. Check it out. Nice, nice. They you know what? You can crop this out. Look how big I'm getting, bro. That's, gonna be the intro. That's not the intro. What's up, guys? I'm Dale. I'm Ishan. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about the newly released Governor Gavin Newsom's pandemic plan for online learning and hybrid systems and kind of what that means for us. So essentially the five parts that he kind of addressed were one, trying to get safe in-person school, but only based on local health data. Second is strong mask requirements for anyone in the school. Third is physical social distancing. Fourth is regular testing and dedicated contract tracing for outbreaks in schools. And fifth is rigorous distance learning. I mean, the first thing I hear when I when I think of that is a couple questions, right? And I think that we were talking about this earlier and Dale, you brought them up, is that they're like, uh, depending on local data, they'll determine whether or not they're gonna open schools. But our district has a ton of out of district students. So the first thing being that, how do you determine? Well. I, I kind of agree on Yishan where this point where Newsom is saying, oh, it depends on local data is super ambiguous. Like it's similar to what our federal government has been doing this whole time where they're just being super ambiguous. They're like, oh, you can base it off your local data and look what happened to each state. Like no one's on the right track. Well, I'm not saying no one's on, no one's together on the same track. We need, we need someone to set a standard, like a central standard where everyone can follow. And that's just not happening right now. Cause I feel like there's just so much uncertainty and we're not getting a lot of the details that we need. Well, to be fair, I don't feel like they know what's going on either. We need to know, like, how are they keeping us safe while maintaining this learning? Yeah, and another another concern is that the plan that Newsom outlines really only requires testing for school staff and not the students who are probably the ones who are more likely to bring in COVID into these schools. There, you can't really stop students from hanging out together after school. And the the weight of that burden falls upon the school district to set guidelines for in-person teaching. So it's imperative that the school follows some sort of public health suggestions because you're completely right. No one's gonna stop going out after school, right? So they can't prevent all kids from getting sick, but what they can do is prevent kids from getting sick during school. A large part of why in-student learning versus like online school uh, has benefits is uh, this idea of interacting with your other students and then being able to like uh, work off each other and that kind of thing. But that's kind of harder to do and I feel like it may be uh, a little distracting in the classroom. So I guess the difference being though, in my opinion, is that when you're completely isolated at home, the communication between students and between student and teacher is extremely lacking. I mean, if you have a question that you need to ask in class, I mean, how easy is it to really ask a teacher? Whereas, you know, when you're in this class environment, yeah, you may be following social distancing guidelines, but you're still able to communicate and do more activities that maybe aren't going to get you sick because you're, you know, you're wearing a mask, you're, the school is sanitized. So that way, this is again, assuming the best where the school is actually sanitary, but I believe that it would actually improve learning. I mean, didn't you guys feel like when we were in person that you were able to learn better and like get more material? Anyways, so I think that, that we're all on the same page though, right? Like the only time we'll go in person is if it's safe for us, right? Yeah, because yeah. as a student, we want we want a good balance between safety and learning. But I think for all of us, safety is our priority, and then learning is something that we just want to be quality. So we so that way we're able to progress. I feel like with learning. distance learning, it's more dependent on what the student wants to get out of it. I mean, it's the same in person where if the student doesn't try, it, he's not going to try. It. But it's even more so in distance learning where the teacher can't be there every day or like every minute, just like staring over 
staring over them and saying, oh, are you on your phone? Are you on your computer? I think at the end of last year, teachers took this on such short notice to adjust to online learning. But I feel like if teachers really thought about it this whole summer, they'll be more prepared. So there should be more yeah. ways for sure. students. But I did, I do know that our district is not doing the recording lectures. Um, they believe that virtual classroom should be the same as distance learning. So they're just going to have teachers, you know, do it their own way. And then In line. Is it going to be live or because I know for us last year, we kind of got to have our own hours. Like the teacher would set up work for the day. But as long as you got it done by three, be waking up at like nine o'clock and then just doing my work from nine to like, let's say 1 p.m. And then I'd be pretty much done for the day, except for maybe studying after like at night. But would it, would schools prefer to do something like that? Or would it be like a, an hourly basis where you still have these lectures and uh, assignments, like classwork they have to do? I have like no with, idea. Like for example, Spanish, right? Like a lot of the class, the, a lot of what we do in class is based on like the teacher giving us examples to write on, just working on what we, the topics that we're covering. But then how do you do that online where someone could easily just do like Google Translate and show their work? You know? Exactly. So I think that was a big issue for us last year too, like accountability of students. And I think the beauty of in-school instruction is that there's a lot of structure for students. And when you're at home, it's a lot more of self-discipline and making sure that you can maintain some sort of structure. And I don't think that schools are going to pursue the live port like option be just because you don't really know what's going on at home with students. And so their hours may vary. And so I remember that was a big concern for a couple of the teachers that I talked to is like, they were making assignments due in the middle of the day. And I was like, I'm not home. Like I'm going out to get groceries with my parents and I'm wearing like a mask or I'm doing like, I'm helping my sister. Cause like it's now it's more like a all hands on deck kind of thing now that we're all at home. And that's the issue with having younger siblings, right? Like distance learning is even harder for them to adjust to. Yeah, so, it, it, it definitely changes like family structure in a sense where you have everyone at home and you know, it sounds so simple where like, oh, it's just your family at home. Like what, what could go wrong? But honestly, it changes so much stuff. Like even if your families, if your parents are working at home, it changes their productivity. And it obviously affects you as well, who's trying to learn something with four, five, six, ten people at home. I don't know what's going on in your family, but that's just the case. And I think, uh, well, we can carry on with what five-part plan. I mean, it seems like they're pretty dedicated to trying to get kids to go in person, but they are trying to prepare also in the situation that that's not a possibility. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a, a better safe than sorry kind of plan mm -hmm. where it's like, we want to do it, but we have to make sure that we have the right infrastructure, we have the right... Yeah, but, but again, it really rests on each district and the demographic of the people there in each district. Like, the state can say whatever it wants, but in the end, if your city believes in, you know, health above all, no one's gonna... But if your city has board members who say, you know what, education and funding matters more, or like, they believe health isn't that big of an issue, then you're gonna do whatever that city says. Yeah, that's, that's why it's important to kind of like voice yourself to like your school to the district part of my internship involved uh watching some of these uh city council meetings and even though it's online uh, they have public sessions where you can still call in and like address your concerns and they'll answer it uh, they're always talking about uh like they have different topics that they vote on and that kind of thing it's just important to kind of voice yourself you know at these levels that will impact you 
and you want to make sure that you're you're not left out. Yeah, I think being an advocate for yourself is definitely a big part of how you can affect and how you can sort of help address the situation that we're in. And then another thing being that I feel like there's a lot of confusion in like in the communication between local school districts and the California Board of Education. I mean, it seems like the district's waiting for guidelines set by the California Board of Education and the California Board of Education is like well, we're waiting for you guys to figure out what you guys want to do. And I feel like I feel like it goes all the way up to to the federal government, where the California board is waiting for that funding like guidelines, where oh, if you do this, the the federal government's not gonna fund you. Like I feel like the communication goes all the way down, even to us and our parents. And until this whole line from the White House all the way down to a household gets fixed, this thing's not gonna progress as fast as we want it. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> but with that being said, I think that really does sum up exactly what we what we want to see happening with schooling in the future, at least, you know, as we progress through the COVID-19 crisis and then being able to go back to school one day where it's actually safe and not, you know, a public health threat to us. Well, like, obviously we're not the ones sitting in the council, like voting for the policies that's going to be running our schools for the next year, two years, who knows how long this is going to last. But at least this is like from a pure student's perspective, from someone who's actually sitting behind a desk or a laptop. And like, this is purely from our perspective. And it is a bummer to see our senior year be different, but uh, just some advice for some of those seniors who are bummed out. I mean, we can't control the things that happen to us. We cannot control the outbreak. But we, what we can do is control our response to it. If you are passionate about a certain way, use your voice, go out, call councilman, try to voice your opinion because I'll the student perspective out, matters. <laughs> hey, if you're passionate about going out. <laughs> hey, if, if you want. Not all heroes wear capes, but all heroes wear masks. So be a hero and wear a mask. That's too controversial. The fact that that's too controversial is actually so sad. That's exactly the, the yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. like like I remember um, the things with like fonts to COVID like these aren't things that should be politicized you know they should just be things that the general public can agree about especially like a public health concern that should not be a politicized issue yet it has become one. so remember guys to continue using your voice voice the student's perspective and if you have any thoughts any questions about our perspective feel free to question us DM us email us and just remember to fly high. Yeah, and I think in this time, what's most important is to stay safe and stay happy, you know, take care of both your physical and your mental health. Thank you so much for joining with us today and make sure you follow us, subscribe to us. If you really like our content, we're going to be posting more as the square begins, you know, voicing our opinions, trying to get other people on and voicing theirs. Thank you so much and see you next time.